You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well, hey there, everybody. It's me, Joe Thrashenkill, and you're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show. I'm joined today by my best good buddy, my right-hand man. I'm talking, of course, about the 365 Days of Horror, or as we like to call him, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty pretty happy, man. Um, it's uh, It's been a brutal summer, but right now it's uh, it's downright chilly in the air in Texas, so I'm sure that's not like a... Terrible warning of a horrific weather calamity coming my way or something. This is the one week out of the year where you don't feel terrible? Exactly. <laughs> it's the summer of Joe. Woo! Um, we uh, we should be joined uh, by uh, the big boy Breno today, but uh, he uh, partied too hard uh, for his uh, birthday yesterday, so he's uh, he's out of commission, unfortunately. She's trying to say he's doing family stuff, but we all know his tummy's just full of cheese fries and cheap margaritas from Chili's, and he's just sloshing around in bed going, Why did I get the second uh, rack of baby back ribs? Like, that was a mistake, you know? I should have gone to Chili's, too, at the airport. (laughs) It's a sleeker, more streamlined menu. (laughs) Chili's is more delicious when you're just freaked out about your flight and you just need a buffalo chicken sandwich. Um, I don't know if I've ever, I I mean, of course, I'm, I'm familiar with the existence of a Chili's too in the airport, but I don't think I've ever been to one. Have you? I have. Not that I travel all that much, but uh, years ago, I had to go to Columbus, Ohio uh, for multiple weddings over a couple of years, and the only thing in the airport was the Chili's too. And also the one weird thing about the Columbus airport is I got pulled out of line twice by like TSA for like no discernible reason. And they just like rubbed some roller thing on my hand. I had to wait a minute or two and then they're like, okay, you can go. I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm wondering if like, what were they looking for on your hands? Well, it's a, I originally went under the name Al Shabab. Sixty-five <laughs> days of horror, so maybe that was the problem. That could be it. Could be. Uh, I think they just wanted to waste my time. I I think that every time I go to the airport, I I um I have a harder time keeping my shit together every time I travel. Like um, you know, after you know the millionth time that TSA takes uh, you know a, a jar of honey or something from you, just like I've sick of this welfare program that provides security theater like just pulling out like a pocket constitution and losing my shit <laughs> i remember flying not too too long after 9-11 i don't know two or three years later when it was still like very intense security and it was uh, out of new jersey and you had to take the shoes off the whole deal and um i remember saying to my dad who was traveling at the time I'm like look to your right and there was this like blue-haired old frail woman who like had to have her arms out and they were like wanding her and the whole thing. It's like, come on. <laughs> we're it's been over twenty years of horseshit and we, it's just never gonna go away, is it? And people still have all sorts of traveling problems. I think Olver had to back out of Cyclos Las Vegas because of visa issues. God so. damn it. <laughs> uh Psycho was this weekend, wasn't it? Yes, it's going on right now as we are recording. I'm sure 
gross metalheads are splashing around in a pool to, uh, I don't know, no moss or something like that. I saw some video of Midnight playing and people splashing around in the pool in front of it. I was like, all right, that does look like a ton of fun. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's they've had it for a couple of years now because they have like poolside stages and you get sometimes, depending on the band, circle pits inside the pool, which is fun to watch. But also I really, you know, you don't want someone to trip in a regular a uh, circle pit you really don't want it yeah. to happen in a pool you need you really need uh, a stern lifeguard there with a whistle to yell no rough housing quit horsing around over there kids um i saw that uh i logged on to 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 twitter uh, this morning i saw blood incantation was trending uh because a bunch of people tweeted about how they saw uh, bone thugs and harmony instead of blood incantation at uh, psycho las vegas yesterday i saw that too and a lot of people were saying, like, oh, man, like, I love Blood Incantation, but how many opportunities do you get to see uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony? And I will tell you from my experience, dozens. <laughs> yeah, they tour fairly regularly, and they're on, I think, Sumerian Records right yeah. now, so you could probably see them whenever. I, I saw them at a frat house twice on two separate occasions, dudes. Like, you are pretty, um, I would say separated from the rest of the world <laughs> so just throwing that out there <laughs> if you have 25 dollars, you could easily see them at the crossroad uh you can see them in your town uh, multiple times a year uh, i'm not saying that like you fucked up like i'm glad that you saw something different it's just like goddamn expand your horizons you dipshits <laughs> i think at the end of a day of seeing so many death metal black metal whatever bands it's nice to have a little bit of that relief so I can understand that, well, go do this thing. I'm tired and I probably have sunstroke and I'm pretty drunk and high right now. So let's just see the Crossroads band and, you know, instead of intricate death metal or if they slip in their ambient set. Sure, sure. I think this is mostly directed to being rubbed so hard the wrong way with like, when am I going to get this opportunity? It's like, well... You apparently don't engage with any other genre ever, so never. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. We had the idea uh, this week of, you know, celebrating the end of summer by taking a quick vacation. Uh, and I, you know, I thought it would be good to put it out there to, to you know, the randos on Twitter uh, to help us decide where to go uh, for our... Our last hurrah before uh, we got to go back to school again in the fall and, uh, you know, uh, the the cold, cold winds come through and all of that stuff. I live in Texas. I don't really understand that, but it's... Have you, have you done all your back-to-school shopping yet? Uh, I accidentally went to an outlet mall uh, to buy a pair of shoes the uh, weekend of... Um, it's a tax-free weekend in, in uh, Texas. Uh, it's the week before weekend before school starts. Huge... Huge mistake. <laughs> you just get to the line and say, excuse me, I just need to buy one thing. Yeah, that's essentially like I was looking over at my wife like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I need to buy this protractor. <laughs> uh, are, are you all ready for the new year? I mean, I don't go to school, so yeah. No, that's, I mean, you do go to school. The school pays me, though. Okay, that's the that's the opposite. I pay the school. And they could just buy all the supplies I want. That's true, yeah. I'm really getting the raw end of the deal here. I always get the, even though I haven't been to school in a long, long time, 
it's going to whatever a target or any sort of store and seeing the back to school stuff always depresses me. Oh, it's so depressing, dude. Like, especially when you see it pop up in July, it's like, you're just fucking rubbing it into these kids faces right now. Like, fuck you. Especially if you're putting up the Halloween candy at the same time. Oh yeah, man. It's brutal. It's, it's, it's so harsh. Like there you are enjoying what you don't realize at the time, but you will soon come to understand is the last carefree moments of your life. <laughs> and someone's like, not so fast, fucker. <laughs> you got to get ready for the fourth grade. Here's some colored markers. Here's a compass. Here's some notebooks. And no, you can't have any of this delicious candy set up right next to it. I realize that, you know, I'm, I'm back in school again for like uh, God knows how many times now. Uh, but I fucking hated school as a kid. Did you like it? I think the first couple of years I liked it, like, kindergarten first grade that sort of thing but somewhere around third grade i got a bad teacher and then just from there it was pretty much down till the rest of the time i think i i don't think i had a single good moment except for like my my senior year and i i graduated early from from high school because i was sick of this shit <laughs> yeah i pretty much gave up around sixth grade and then just kind of coasted through um so yeah uh, the, uh, the the back to school stuff uh, like you know telling the kids like I uh, hope you're enjoying these last moments you've you know, you're you're doomed uh, it seems so cruel to me it's so cruel uh, that being said we were taking these last moments of the summer vacation uh, to explore an area I put it up, I put it up on Twitter um, I, I put uh, four different uh, destinations uh, that are known for heavy metal. Uh, and I wanted to see, uh, where folks thought we ought to get off to. Uh, you remember what those options were, Jordan? You chose, and I want to emphasize you, uh, chose Japan, Greece, Chile, and Mexico. Yes. Uh, I couldn't tell you what the criteria were for creating those options, but, uh, seemed to go to the time. Uh, every one of these places is known for uh, at least one particular style or a few uh, a few pretty ripping bands from that area. Uh, so I put it up to y'all, um, and it was uh, close the entire time, uh, but we ended up with Japan, uh, which is not surprising given uh, the followers that I've got, a whole bunch of uh, people that are really into like anime and stuff. So uh, it was it was close. It was close. <laughs> It was almost Greece, and I'm kind of glad it wasn't because off the top of my head, I can only name like three or four bands from Greece. I, I can name a bunch of bands from Greece, but like it's it's all kind of a particular flavor. Uh, and Japan does give us the opportunity to talk about uh, a wider variety of things, I would say. What's, uh, what do you know uh, about Japan? Uh, well, a lot of World War II history. Yeah, there's a fair uh, amount of history there. Yeah, some some feudal history. Uh, this is all based off of movies and uh, TV. Uh, school didn't cover all that much, uh, unsurprisingly. Uh, let's see, Godzilla. Yeah, you you do have the the Godzilla there. Baseball. Uh, yeah, yeah, baseball is huge. I saw, I got I did manage to see uh, a game in Tokyo. Was that fun? It was, was, it di- was it different from watching uh, American baseball? Oh my god, it's so... Uh, the, the, the crowd is so much more into it. Also, one side of your stadium is devoted to people with like drums and horns and stuff like leading chants the entire time. Yeah, that wouldn't fly in America. But uh, again, uh, in America, I, 
I like baseball. I like going to baseball games. The primary thing there is like uh, you know people getting drunk while their children get increasingly stickier. They're not. They're not really watching the game. Let's see. We horror movies. Yes, uh, you a big fan of the guinea pig series? <laughs> uh, I have not seen that or uh, Mermaid in a Manhole. Yeah, um, but but there's some some well known ones out there that have been redone in America to some some sort of acclaim for some people. Um, what else? Wrestling. Wrestling, absolutely, uh, absolutely next level stuff coming out of Japan, right? Uh, robots. They, I think they do like robots. Yes. What else? Manga, anime. The yes, the animes. Hentai. Um, yes. Tentacles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's a part of it, I guess. I think it exists. Um, what else? Being salary men. Yeah, um, getting to see uh, real life salary men uh, completely wasted, ass passed out on the train was a very exciting thing to see. <laughs> Karaoke. Karaoke's big. Yes. Uh, food. Uh, food. People do like to eat. Drink. People do like to drink. <laughs> Although I did see an article this week about how like the government wants people to drink more so that they're like buying things and paying taxes. Wait, wait really? Yeah. Huh. Like drinking culture is going down among other problems that the Japanese uh, government is having with their youth people not drinking and fucking. That's, uh, that's a shame. Um, I... We, we'll, we can talk a bit about uh, the drinking and fucking culture a little bit later on uh, in the show, I think, uh, because there are, there are tons of interesting facets of that, given some of the complications of the Japanese society as well. Um, uh, J-pop. J-pop, very big. And I think that that actually kind of um, segues a little bit into what we'll be talking about here. Ostensibly, this is a podcast about metal. And metal, uh, you know, has, I suppose, shifted a little bit uh, since its inception uh, with uh, Black Sabbath in, what, 1968? When was it? Somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, where we've had elements from outside genres come in and change it and shift it and form all kinds of interesting subgenres and uh, sounds. Um, this might be an appropriate opportunity to get into your first selection here. Uh, just as a heads up, we're going to be listening to a lot of music on this one uh, between uh, me and Jordan. So uh, you'll hear a wide variety of things. Uh, we're trying our best to open up our, uh, what is it, horizons. We're going to expand our horizons on this one, right? Yes, you're practically saying bring me the horizon. Yes, I, w- I would like to see this horizon. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're, we're trying to avoid a lot of the more well-known bands from japan that you know we're assuming since you listen to the show and you've listened to all almost 400 episodes everyone you already know who uh, x japan is or sabat or uh, gall hammer or, or baby metal things like that so we're trying to you know we assume you know we assume you've read chapters one through ten yeah you know boris you probably know melt banana um I mean, you you almost certainly know Abigail, even if you don't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a fair amount of like well-known bands that you might not know the name of, but you've definitely seen either seen pictures of or you've heard the songs from. Yep. Um, so, and again, um, some uh, some fairly obscure, some extremely obscure, and some maybe just on the precipice that uh, we we reckon that you ought to know about. 
Uh, so that being said, uh, with your mention of J-pop, uh, Jordan, do you want to take us into your first selection? Yeah, the first band is one that I think I just found randomly on YouTube many years ago. Uh, and it wasn't even a full music video. It was like a teaser that was only a minute and a half, two minutes long. And uh, it took me forever to actually like find the whole album. And you know, this was obviously before Spotify and, and all these things. And I've always just kind of enjoyed this song and wanted to hear more from the band. They're called Destros. It's an all-girl metal band that formed in the mid-2000s. And they're one of those bands where they didn't have a lot of success, but they influenced and started a lot more successful bands. So um, kind of like the Seven Angels, Seven Plagues of all-girl <laughs> Japanese metal. Uh, it's If you've never heard of them, but you've probably heard of, at least in passing, bands like uh, Bandmade is one of them, yep. the all-girl metal band where they dress up like maids. Um, a bunch of the members are now in a band called Mary's Blood. Uh, Love Bites is another one. Same thing. Just Love Bites! All, uh, all female bands who are all like very talented musicians who are kind of doing this mixture of heavy metal and pop and, uh, in regards to Destro's, uh, kind of a power metal type sound as well. Well, uh, let's go ahead and give it a listen. What's the name of this song? Nostphilia. All right, here we go.
Yeah, and that's definitely one where you can you can kind of get those uh, like it's it's a combination of like power metal with like straight J pop. Uh, it's it really kind of comes together on that one, and it's catchy, very catchy. It is very catchy, and everybody knows it. If they know one thing about Jordan, they're like he loves his catchy music. I do. Which will come into play with another band that I'm going to be bringing up later on. Yeah. So, um, what's, uh, I think that if, if people, uh, you know, are, are familiar with even a little bit about metal, they, they probably know who Marty Friedman is, right? <laughs> yes. The Megadeth guitarist who moved to Japan, what, 20 years ago and never leaves. Yeah, uh, he you know was there for the uh, the best music that uh, Megadeth ever put out, and when he was done with that, he moved to Japan because he loves uh, all of that uh, culture and uh, has made his bones. Then since uh, creating you know bubbly instrumental guitar tracks for uh, anime series and stuff like that, the ultimate weeb move. It is pretty badass. You have to admit that he pulled it off. <laughs> He pulled it off and he's thriving and you could even see on YouTube clips of him on game shows or just random talk shows doing his thing and having the time of his life and not having to deal with Dave Mustaine. It really is the best possible retirement plan for Megadeth. Everybody else has had a terrible time, but Marty, he's fucking thriving. He's the exception to the rule. Yep, yep. Uh, so... Yeah, rather than uh, try to stick it out, uh, let Dave Mustaine throw you under the bus when you get caught jer- jerking off, you know, just make a move to another country. Try to ingratiate yourself there. Dave. Um, <clears throat> wanted to talk maybe a little bit more on uh, the, the the punkier ends, and this will kind of lead to an evolution of things for me. Uh, the band that I'm going to bring up right now is one that, is obvious. It's an obvious choice, and I think that everybody that has an appreciation for uh, the more punk side of metal knows Jism. You know Jism, right? Is it? I thought it was pronounced Gizm. It could be, but I think Jism is funnier. Jism <laughs> uh, was it came out in the early '80s, and they really didn't sound like anything else. Uh, kind of a mix of. Heavy metal with hardcore punk, with more avant-garde leanings, uh, with like guitars that absolutely fucking shred, uh, which made it very unlike anything in that kind of scene uh, back in those days. Um, that was uh, Randy Uchida on guitars, uh, who only put out uh, a single EP with his own name on it, and it is so fucking hard. It is the sickest shit. <laughs> I really wish that we could have gotten more from him, but sadly he died of, of cancer in 2001. Um, these guys were kind of like uh, the Japanese version of, say, like uh, Shining or <laughs> Gigi Allen <laughs> back in the day. There are lots and lots of stories of them being super violent, uh, super wild and crazy with their audiences. Uh, and a lot of this stuff is very secondhand. I don't know if, uh, how much of it is true and how much of it's, uh, you know, legend building. Have you ever heard me about any of that stuff? The one I know, and there's video of it, you can go to YouTube, and uh, I learned about it uh, hearing an interview from Damian Abraham of Fucked Up, who's a big Gizm fan. There's a video clip of, I think, the vocalist just with a flamethrower just going over the crowd. 
just shooting flames at at people and it's like it's real low quality vhs dubbed over many times but you can find it and see it and it looks pretty intense like this isn't a controlled rammstein we have pyro people on us this is like nope this is just right over your heads there is a story that he used a similar tactic to attack a salary man who was staring at him on the subway <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, like there, there is no citation you can find for any of this stuff, and well, we don't really, we can't read Japanese, so it'd be tough to look it up uh, in any kind of database. So we're just gonna have to say we can't fact check it. <laughs> now, for people who've never heard them, at least for this song you're gonna play and some of their other stuff, I would say, at least to me, it sounds like if Venom decided to be a punk band. Absolutely, and it, they were better at their instruments too. Yes. Um, so I think uh, if you if you're Aware of of gizm, jism, however you would like to pronounce it, uh, you, you probably know uh, the album their their debut full length detestation. Uh, it was relapse. Uh, sorry, it was reissued by Relapse recently, um, and because it's pretty well known, you know, a lot of uh, well trod trod ground in my opinion. I wanted to listen to something from their second full length uh, for M A N. Uh, which I think, um, you know, maybe not as groundbreaking as the first album. It sounds better to me. <laughs> uh, so this one here, uh, this is Nation's Prosperity. And uh, if it's okay with you, we'll go ahead and give it a listen. Yeah.
There you go. Uh, Nation's Prosperity off M-A-N by G-I-S-M. Jism, gizm, whatever you like. I, I love I love how this one sounds. It's uh, it's very retro in a way that is deeply pleasing to my ears. It's listening to this is uh, kind of like watching an old VHS of a horror movie. It has the warm cracks and popples that I like. Uh, you know, it sounds like you're listening to a vinyl record, even though you're just clicking play on YouTube. Uh, do you want to describe the artwork for this one? <laughs> Uh, it's a skull uh, that maybe has uh, bits of it being drilled into the back of it with uh, some kind of barbed penis in front of the mouth. <laughs> a robo-wiener, very close to the mouth. <laughs> uh, again, Jism, uh, Gizm, Edgy Boys, for sure, back in their day. Um, they, did, they came to America once in 2016 for a road burn performance uh, that Lee Dorian had specifically requested. Uh, and the word that I got from that was that they were unfailingly polite and very happy to like take pictures with fans and things like that. So well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they were a little bit wild in their younger days, but they've certainly softened uh, since then. And, uh, I'm surprised yeah. the Psycho Las Vegas hasn't tried to get them to come over. I. That's one of those things where I bet that I bet that they have. Um, with uh, with the fellow that organized all of those fantastic Chaos and Teos uh, festivals, you know, even succeeding in getting Bolt Thrower to reunite for one show, like that was one of his uh, bucket list bands that they just wouldn't do it for him. So. You throw enough money at people, you might be able to do it. That's true. That's true. Um, get, get every other band to sell tickets. <laughs> Hey, right. Mayhem, you got to sell 200 tickets if you want to be on the show. This one, fellas, is a spoiler for a future episode, or I guess not a spoiler, kind of a, a, a taste. You know, you get a little nugget. <laughs> we, get to, we get to get into a really spicy pay-to-play scheme. Um, you excited about that one, Jordan? There's a lot to unpack. Uh, we could say we'll do it for next week. Yeah, let's plan on that then. Um, okay, so uh, I, th- I figured it would be a good idea to intersperse this, uh, this episode with some factual things that people can take home with them. Uh, to help in this endeavor, I have uh, in front of me uh, National Geographic Kids uh, Japan Facts. <laughs> are they real facts or are they like... Godzilla is 200 feet tall. No, National Geographic played it uh, a little too straight, in my opinion. It's not as fun as it could be, but uh, I, I would like to see the uh, the diagram of uh, Japan vis-a-vis, say, the Empire State Building. Or, sorry, Godzilla vis-a-vis the Empire State Building. Um, so, uh, you know, the... Uh, I actually... I'm looking at this right now, Jordan, and it's not uh, true. <laughs> it's This is not true what's in front of me. <laughs> Mm. It says that the capital of uh, Japan is Tokyo, and that's uh, that's not that's not a true fact. It's it's Osaka. Are you sure? Um, I, I pretty sure it is. Does somebody want to fact check me on that one? What is the capital of Japan? This is Tokyo. All right. Well, never mind. Fuck me. Um, it was a, uh, a popular uh, thing to see in, um, in, in Osaka, uh, locals wearing T-shirts saying, uh, essentially, Tokyo is the biggest, but Osaka is the capital. <laughs> well, perhaps they're suffering from capital envy. Could be. 
it has a population of 126 million people, uh, which is a lot of people for what is, I would say, smaller landmass. Is this the sort of thing where they just, it's a one-sided rivalry, where they're just like, Tokyo, and Tokyo's like, oh, we're too busy over here doing real stuff, doing adult stuff. Yeah, it's like uh, Sacramento versus L.A. No one cares about Sacramento. You still have an NBA team? Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, mostly made up of islands. Um, the uh, The great thing about Japan, uh, I think especially, is that they have uh, they have monkeys. Uh, ma- macaw monkeys. Have, have you seen those guys? Yeah. Um, they've, you know, they've got the fantastic photos you can see of the, uh, you know, the, the, the monkeys hanging out, uh, in hot springs in the, uh, the mountainous cold regions. Uh, but they also, uh, just outside of, uh, outside of Osaka, you can climb a mountain and, um, don't look these things in the eye or they will attack you and, you know, feed them. <laughs> well, now it sounds like a challenge. Uh, I, you can watch plenty of video online of uh, people hiking that same mountain trail and getting uh, getting fucked up by these monkeys. Don't do it. Don't test them. I'll punch a monkey. I don't give a shit. I, I cannot recommend uh, against that enough, man. <laughs> you punk bitch monkey. Uh, from there, uh, let's let's go ahead and take it back to to where your mind was at. Uh, what were you thinking uh, for for your next selection? Do we want to go catchy or do we want to go harsh? Um, my preference is almost always harsh, but uh, we can go catch if you like. No, we let's let's go harsh. We'll mix it up. We'll keep the people on their toes. My next choice is a band called Endin, which I actually have personal connection to. I opened for this band six, seven years ago, um, just on tour, and uh, whoever it was, manager, booker, just got in touch and said, "Hey." You know, you'd be perfect to open for these guys. And it was a Sunday night show and a surprise nor'easter happened out oh, of nowhere. Oh, no. And uh, just a really bad storm. Just out of nowhere. It wasn't expected. It was like, ah, oh, it might rain. And um, it was the venue was actually a few blocks from where I work. In between the end of the show and coming into work the next morning, a whole bunch of trees had been knocked down. And it was a, a big mess that needed to be cleaned up. And uh, I remember the... The booker was just like, oh, I'm sorry there's not a lot of people here. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? There's a storm. <laughs> it's not your fault. Nothing you could do about it. And it was, you know, it was attended fine for a Friday night for a weird band that not a lot of people have heard of. But, um, yeah, Japanese, I, I hesitate to try to put them in some sort of boxes for a genre because it's it's harsh and chaotic and it's kind of black metal, but also they have two guys who just like play noise and twist knobs. And one of them had a, a homemade just noise machine thing that he would play like a guitar. And during their set, the strap on it broke and actually fell to the floor off the stage. And I had to pick it up for him and like hand it to him. <laughs> but it was so heavy. It was unexpectedly heavy. And I couldn't believe this guy just had it strapped to his body and was playing with it. Um, and let's see when, when they were watching our set, one of their members had his flip phone up and was filming us on his flip phone. I remember getting a kick out of that. 
And uh, after their set, um, we got paid by the booker. And we're like, no, 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 they're on tour. They're coming from another country. Give them the money. And they went back to us like, no, we don't want the money. You take it. And we're like, no, you take the money. And finally, we're just like, all right, we'll take the money. Got whatever, $40, $50, and handed it back to the band and said, we're buying T-shirts from you. So that's, they eventually got the money. <laughs> that's terribly sweet, Jordan. I love that story. We don't need the money. They're on, you're coming from another country. You're, yeah. Playing this weird thing that who knows, you know, there's actually uh, on YouTube, I did find uh, they're set at St. Vitus, like whatever, a couple days later from our show. So you could actually see what they sound like live. But uh, this song is Your Ghost is Dead. And like I said, harsh and chaotic, but kind of gripping and interesting. I remember reading an interview with the band and uh, it was translated, so we couldn't get all of it. But they were kind of asked to explain, like, what's it like playing such chaotic, harsh noise music in a, a society that's kind of built on being proper and respectful? Um, and I think the vocalist said something along the lines of, fuck my parents. That's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> I think that that's actually a defining uh, undercurrent through a lot of the uh, Japanese music I especially love. <laughs> there is that like generational divide of, uh, you know, you were going to get a job, you're going to go to school, you're going to wear a suit, and that's going to be your life. And then there's, you know, fuck you, dad. Uh, I'm going to make the most unlistenable, harsh thing ever. I, I love the bad kids, uh, the ones who are like, yeah, I, I'm really not about this kind of thing. I would prefer to just make uh, a huge racket. <laughs> and that's kind of what they do. And it's uh, it's neat and it's different. And I wish more people knew about this band, especially one of the members passed away a few years ago. So here's something different for you, something to check out and something that may appeal to when you want to listen to something just gross. I, I really, uh, I was blown away by this one. I really liked it. Uh, sorry, what is the name of this track? Your Ghost is Dead. Let's do it right now.
There you go, Endon. Your ghost is dead. Yeah, I really, I really dug that one. It's like, kind of like a, like a black metal emo violence kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, like I can get Converge sort of vibes from it, and you know, with the shredding and the harshness and the screechy yelling. I actually just remembered um, after telling that shirt story, the actual shirt I got. I should mention, you know, it has their name and fancy lettering, and then it's. It's not officially a picture of Princess Diana, but it sure looks like her with just half her face as a skull. Oh my god, that fucking rules. <laughs> and I wear that shirt a lot. And I sometimes <laughs> forget what's on it when I'm walking around the supermarket. Oh, that rules so hard. Um, do you know if these guys have a band camp? I don't know. I'm going to try to find it and put it up uh, in the show description. Uh, surely, there, Hopefully there's something out there. Yeah, endin.bandcamp.com. Perfect. Um, if you would like to support this band financially so that they can uh, put out more fantastic shit like that, you can check it out on over there. Uh, I would like to offer an update to a previous statement made on this show. Osaka was the first capital of Japan. Okay, I see. So it's sort of like Philadelphia trying to go after Washington, D.C. or something like that yeah. for that reason. It's like you're both shitty. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you both suck. Uh, no offense to the DC or Philly listeners we have out there. It's just I don't care for your cities at all. Um, moving on a little bit. Um, something that we talk about with with Japan and particular, we we generally talk about, you know, uh, we talk about noise in the vein of you know like Melt Banana. Uh, we talk about black metal in the veins of like Abigail. Uh, we we talk about um, you know power metal, uh, all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of like bigger bands coming out of Japan there. Uh, something that uh, and with like hardcore, like if you've been to a hardcore show in your life, you might have seen Forward, who are constantly touring in the United States uh, with uh, with their awesome blend of D beat uh, hardcore. Uh, something that we don't talk about as much is death metal, uh, specifically slam. <laughs> Uh, Jordan, you a big slam boy? I am not. Um, it's it is possible that this band is the second stupidest band to come out of Japan. The first being, I, I would say, maybe Sand. Would you say it's Sand? Sand is beat down hardcore at its most basic. Uh, they did actually play This Is Hardcore Fest back in 2015, uh, so they have come to America, but they are. You have your one, I don't even want to call it riff, your one palm-muted chugging. And again, talking about the generational differences, yelling about father and going to church and being real mad about that and punching people in the back of the head. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so this one isn't quite as uh, as knuckle dragging, uh, but it's it's worth uh, being put in the conversation. Uh, I first heard this band uh, Vomit Vomit Remnants. Uh, I, I loved the name, so of course I had to listen to them. Probably around I would say 2007 or so. Um, this these guys actually started up in '97, broke up in 2001. Got back together in 20, uh, 2007 uh, and then broke up again in 2015. I think they're back now on Unique Leader Records. 
uh, and it's just one original member that's still doing it now. Uh, so, so the, they're like the misfits, kind of, yeah. Uh, so the the last release they put out uh, before they broke up the first time. So the original lineup was an EP called Indefensible Vehemence. Uh, and if you really want my opinion, if you want uh, the the best of you know the latter area of Golden Age Slam. This is probably what you're looking for. Again, this it's one of those things, you know. Uh, you might not you might not be a big slam boy, but uh, if you are, uh, this is one uh, that. Uh, or if you think you might be a big slam boy and you're just not sure about it yet, uh, I would recommend listening to this track. This is a prodigy of solitude and uh, and seeing seeing how it grooves you, seeing if this is something you might want to investigate further. Um, let's let's go ahead and give it a listen here.
All right, there you go. That is uh, Vomit Remnants, uh, Japanese Slam Boys, there for you. What'd you think, Jordan? <laughs> I think this is the type of music that may bridge the gap between people who just like death metal or brutal death metal and slam death metal. I think this is somewhere in between where it's like maybe slam isn't your thing, but this is kind of not all the way there. So it's uh, more tolerable and definitely harsh and gross sounding. And I think Unique Leader is the perfect label for them. Absolutely. And it's worth noting that like Slam wasn't always a completely one note thing. <laughs> Things have a, a way of uh, Flandersizing, right? Flandersizing? It was, you know, the Flanders, Flanderization of, uh, of a character in a, uh, like a, a TV show. Uh, where they initially have one element of their character that becomes the entire thing. Uh, that's kind of what happened to where you have, uh, you know, uh, suffocation having one riff that t- becomes, uh, you know, multiple bands that, uh, like, epicardiectomy, right? Yeah, it's all just kind of the one thing. That's it. That it, it, gets, uh, it gets filtered down and... Uh, homogenized. Homogenized or, or dumbed down further. <laughs> And sometimes they wear flat brim hats and you know, yell about beating up old ladies. You gotta, you gotta lean into it sometimes, uh, or lean out of the skid. I'm not really sure how you drive on snow. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's take it somewhere else. Uh, what uh, what are you thinking next, Jordan? Before we get into my last song choice, it this did make me think of something that we haven't, I don't think, ever discussed on this show, and just kind of the total opposite of vomit remnants visual key bands that that is the diametric opposite of vomit remnants yes <laughs> now is it common knowledge for people what visual key is or is that just am i speaking gibberish okay so i i am um it's really 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 not my thing but i will tell you that i first became aware of visual key uh specifically through deer in gray i think in 2004 when they're not dressing up like in nazi uniforms uh, is that a thing that they did? Yes. Oops. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a whole other weird Japanese cultural thing that kind of exists. Um, along with a lot of other just random scenes, like greasers are a thing uh, in Japan. Greasers are a thing. Cholos are a thing in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that uh, take uh, truck customization very seriously. If there is a uh, obscure uh, subgenre you'd like to explore, uh, there's probably uh, there's probably a group in Jap- Japan you can meet up with. And visual key is just one of these things that is really specific, like just to Japan, where it's the kind of took the idea of glam just the your twisted sisters and uh new york dolls getting teased up big hair lots of makeup and kind of like wild outfits and sort of gender changing just kind of a visual aspect to the music uh but they took it to another level where uh it's a lot of like flowing gowns and gothic stylings and ballroom type stuff and lots of makeup and uh you know it's almost like the music's secondary to this kind of like grandiose look that a lot of these bands have and uh it kind of it started i think with x japan was kind of like the first stylings of that and it kind of became its own genre and 
it, it faded out, I think, in like the mid 2000s, 2010s, and it's just started to pick up again. But it's one of those things where if you just want to see something completely different and far into like what metal we think metal is and kind of the tropes and cliches that it has become over the past 30 years this is kind of something new and different and there are some bands that do have the chops and do have the skills to put out interesting music but it's almost secondary just to this this look i think that what maybe holds something like this back from uh becoming a, a thing in america is that in america uh, homophobia the, the homophobia is a big one the second one is the kind of guy uh, that gets heavy into heavy metal uh, tends to be a little bit more um <clears throat> ugly <laughs> <laughs> speaking solely from personal experience not putting that on anybody else <laughs> yeah i we don't have enough pretty boys to pull this off although you could do get someone gross and big and hairy get like an andy from every time i die and put him into one of these things to see if you could change people around like that would be a good little thought experiment i like the idea of a like another youtube talent competition like taking you know your your standard uh, oklahoma rap rock band and trying to turn them into a visual k band <laughs> that sounds like it would be what was that failed internet television channel quibi Oh, yeah, 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 Kibi. That sounds like something they would do. Like, <laughs> I've read they used to have, or they tried to do a Jack Sparrow competition with people who dressed up like him, but they had to cancel the show because uh, there was multiple public intoxication arrests while filming, and also one of the members was too close to a school while they were filming. Incredible. Oh, my God. So just one of those bad reality television ideas, like, that this would fit in on something like that or YouTube. I always, I always think of my bad ideas for media as like 30 rock ideas, but it probably fits better in the current gen to QB. <laughs> so yeah, maybe we can make visual key a thing with a, uh, some sort of reality show. Yeah. Uh, here, write the idea down. We'll revisit that. Uh, that you... feels very Fox in the 2000s. Oh yeah. Like the swan, like the one where you can win plastic surgery. <laughs> Joe Millionaire, The Swan, oh, Who's Your Daddy, which oh I don't God. think ever actually aired. Uh, what an incredible treasure trove of television. All right, let's 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 move onwards. We're, uh, we got to keep up our time schedule here. Okay, so the last song I wanted to pick was, again, another just random YouTube find. Uh, her name is Ri, a.k.a. Suzaku, and she is a just solo shredding metal guitarist who is super talented and I like this video or the song is called kingdom of the sun in this video. She's just playing out in the ocean with her flying V guitar, like halfway submerged in this like gorgeous clear blue water. And she's got rainbow hair and she's just like casually shredding. Like it's no big deal, smiling, having fun, putting out super catchy heavy metal that almost sounds like video game music. Yeah. This really did give me like, Early 90s Steve Vai vibes, except with a, a really cute lady instead of, you know, a, a penis. <laughs> An ugly nerd. Yes. <laughs> uh, love you, Steve. You're just awful to look at. <laughs> and she just has like a bunch of this music and she'll just bounce around to other bands and play stuff. And he's just like, yeah, cool. Look what I can do. Awesome shreddy stuff. No big deal. Um Whereas, like, I feel a bunch of that stuff that's in America tends to become gent 
sort of influenced. Absolutely. Or, or just be like not particularly engaging. Just like, yeah, I can watch your fingers do the wheedly deedly thing, but I don't know. It's kind of boring. I'm going to go to the other room and watch uh, some other band. So this is kind of upbeat and memorable and happy and fun, which is a nice change of pace. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jam on this one then.
there you go. Got some good vibes for the day. Um, I feel like I've, I've encountered, uh, if not this particular video, another song that she's done with a similar kind of like just hanging out in the sun, shredding. Yeah, there's multiple videos of her just in beautiful locations, just doing her thing. Uh, not a bad, not a bad tack to take, I would say. Um, just using the cheap showiness of nature. It works. It works. Damn it. Uh, when I uh, when I did when I, when I got to visit Japan, uh, we, uh, we we went to Kyoto, which is um, you know kind of like a, I guess the more traditional city. It's basically the uh, the location uh, for like a prom for uh for japanese kids like they wear the traditional gear like they go with their sweeties they do the ceremonies and stuff like that it's uh, uh very uh old, older older town lots of temples and stuff like that so it was a big surprise to me uh, when i was there that we uh we we, we found a bar uh and uh, next to it was a youth center and in the basement of the youth center was a heavy metal show <laughs> You got to do it for the kids. Um, and uh, we, we we saw a, a bunch of bands that night, but the one that fucking blew me away was a band called Eat, which is um, in I would say like industrial noise band. Um, being down there in the basement with like I don't know fifteen other people, this was one of the loudest shows I've ever seen. It was not just like loud; it was one of those that would just punch you right in the solar plexus with how deep the bass was um the band played a variety of songs like some were clearly like prepared tracks and some were it seemed like they were being composed on the spot uh they had a couple of musicians come in and and start you know creating noise with them for a few of them uh and it it, it, i I bought a a t-shirt and a cassette from them uh while i was there uh i was so stoked on it uh but from there, like I could not really find them, and that's that's been a real problem with a lot of uh, really underground bands in Japan. Is that you know if you don't if you don't know how to like search with characters, you're not going to find what you're looking for. So fortunately, uh, recently, Eat put all of their music up on Bandcamp, and that is uh, that has been a tremendous and thrilling surprise for me. So. Um, they have, they, they've been prolific with it recently, uh, putting out, uh, you know, single tracks that are like 20 minutes long, uh, putting out collaborations with like Jotashi, who is a, a noise musician I saw them with, uh, the, my, my one problem with this is it is, you will never get the sensation of how goddamn heavy this is in person, but it's still, it's still pretty good to me. It's still pretty good to me. Sometimes you just got to experience it for yourself in person. And it's a, also, like I said, it's a good list, a lesson for if you see something you like, buy it right there because there's no guarantee you're going to be able to find it later or remember what they're called. Uh, you can see what's going on right now with HBO Max and Discovery just taking out all sorts of their content and it's nowhere else to be found for some of these things. So get it while you can, especially a physical version of it. Uh, and I, I bought the I bought the eat shirt and I bought the cassette. The cassette does say very faintly on it, eat, not anything else on it. <laughs> and the shirt, 
you would have no idea it's a band shirt at all. <laughs> it's, Does it's, it just say eat on it? It doesn't even say eat on it. It's there's like a triangle on a pocket on a white pocket tee. It's the coolest shit. It's so badass. You don't even care about your branding. I fucking love it. <laughs> I would like a shirt that just says eat on it and someone can see it and just go, I will. <laughs> Um, so for all the millions of style points for not giving a shit about selling yourself as a band, but being unbelievably fucking heavy, uh, unbelievably cool, I got to get up for Eat. Uh, here is a release they put out in 2021, a single track called Wicked.
There you go. There's Wicked by Eat, folks. Um, did you? Uh, what did you think about this one? Uh, yeah, it definitely has that, like you said, youth center, basement, harsh noise vibe. I could definitely see someone flipping a table at the end of it with lots of pedals on top of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's the thing, like, uh, God, uh, being in a basement with a bunch of sweaty dudes who are, like, just fucking banging their heads, going wild, and then the end, everybody just gives a very polite clap. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Good job, Eat. Um, other fun facts about uh, Japan. Uh, it's worth noting that the country has been under one-party rule since the end of uh, World War II, uh, and a portion of that party is a weird religious sect that would like to create a very, uh, let's say, violent and aggressive form of government that is always bubbling just under the surface. <laughs> and occasionally a citizen may smoke a former prime minister in public because of it. And occasionally that guy might have had it coming. <laughs> um, it is it is worth noting that for all of the, uh, the very off-putting it's off-putting in a way very pleasant in another way like how polite the structure of japan is on the surface um i I, a police officer in japan like when i was very drunk gave me directions (laughs) whereas uh in in america i feel like he would have just you know either hit me or arrested me you know (laughs) he definitely would tell you to fuck off yeah at the very least um Generally, uh, on the very, very polite, very structured uh, society with, uh, you know, just incalculable violence bubbling just under the surface, which is, in my opinion, where you'd like to keep it. (laughs) And it it puts out some good music. It does. And some good art. Um, Worth noting, I I I teased it earlier. So uh, I went to a bar, uh, and uh, I, was, I was talking with a woman there, a Japanese woman, who in a span of about 15 minutes drained, like, I'm going to say six drinks. <laughs> she was uh, really pounding it, and uh, she was uh, telling, uh, telling me, like, uh, I was there with my wife. You know, we had just gotten married. She was like, oh, that's wonderful. One day I would like to, to have a boyfriend, maybe. And I was like, oh, really? She was like, how old do you think I am? I was like, I, I don't know. Uh-oh. 21 she was like i'm 31 uh i have never had a boyfriend uh the sexual politics of japan are incomprehensible to me and uh apparently incomprehensible to a lot of people internally because uh more adult diapers are sold there than baby diapers the birth rate has been collapsing in a free fall for a very long time uh which presents certain challenges to the future economy like who is going to pay uh who's going to keep working while all these old people cannot uh, the idea that, uh, you know, <laughs> Shinzo Abe was big on, like, I need you guys to fuck. <laughs> that was that was one of his big policy goals. And unfortunately, I believe he failed. <laughs> Just posters all around with his face on it telling people to have sex. Didn't work. Weird. Yeah. One of the things that I experienced in Japan, which I thought was a dangerous but fascinating idea, was um, bars you can go to where you pay... Uh, to, to get a ticket for all you can drink for one hour. <laughs> and if you like, you can expand for another hour or two. <laughs> Have they never seen videos of nickel beer night at baseball stadiums? And you know what? People are able to do that in uh, Japan. People are, you know, obviously people are like passed out all over the street or on the train or whatever, but like it's not the uh, 
violent bacchanalia display that you would see, say, in Cleveland here. <laughs> yeah, this, our culture likes to drink and fight. Yeah. Binge uh, drink and fight, I should say. I mean, they like to binge drink, too. Uh, it, it very, these cultural differences are very, very interesting to me, and I would like to kind of understand what the, what the difference is, like why, why it's like that, but I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Society, history, tradition. Yeah. Uh, Weak he, wrists. The, <laughs> um, also uh, worth noting that uh, every um, every white fellow that I met in Japan uh, was the biggest scumbag I think I'd ever met in my life. <laughs> Any particular reason why? Um, very, very uh, misogynistic dudes. Yeah, like, oh, I see. Yeah, very outright and open about it. Um Take the creepiest uh, fucker you know of that's really into Japanese culture here. He moved there. <laughs> so, um, just an, an, a little fun little facet there. Uh, I realize that we're going a little bit long on this, but I've, I've had fun. Uh, is there anything else that you sh- we should include in our discussion on this, this vacation episode? I think we touched uh, on a lot of different things, especially for someone who's never been there. Um do you think you want to try something like this again, maybe with four different countries? I would, I would love to, to do this again. Uh, I need to become more culturally aware of other people, which means that, unfortunately, I've probably got to do some research on these future episodes. <laughs> it would probably be a good idea. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, if, if folks, if you dig this one, we can, we can definitely revisit in the future. Uh, let us know um, if there are places in the world you're interested to uh to hear hear some music from hear some uh hear some chat about uh again my my personal uh history is a little bit limited uh the next one is probably mexico <laughs> we'll see um from there oh i would like to remind people we are on spotify now if you don't want to listen to us on the website or on itunes or on stitcher or whatever so you can just listen to us on spotify and if you like, you can hear bonus episodes of this show. Uh, plus, uh, you can get our mixtape for the month. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, this mixtape this month, all Japanese music. There you go. Um, How convenient. Yeah, works out pretty well, right? Uh, anything else, Jordan? If people want to recommend us some bands from Japan, you can post it on the website in the comment section or, I don't know, hit us up on Twitter at 365 Days of Horror, at Joe Thrash and Kale at Toilet of Hell, or you could send us an email, toiletofhell at gmail.com. Yeah, if, uh, if it's something you want the whole world to know about, put it in the comments of this episode on the website. Uh, if it's something that's secret, just DM it to us. <laughs> yeah, just, just slide into our DMs. Don't say anything, just post a YouTube video. Exactly. Uh, all right, well, uh, thanks for joining us on this, uh, this vacation. Uh, we are going to have to get back to the salt mines. Uh, we're going to get back to school and learn how to be a good citizen starting next week. Uh, So buy all your protractors and your pocket protectors right now. All right. You're listening to 66.6 FM, Radio Radio TOVH, The Flush.